0: Hey everybody, welcome to Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane.
1: I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. And did you guys
0: ever look forward to seeing a sporting event, a concert, a movie? For months and months, the anticipation builds, that
1: adrenaline rush, the energy. You have a passion for what you are about to see. And you get there, and it's completely, utterly a letdown. Yep.
0: So, unfortunately, that's what we're going to end up leading off with here on April the 20th, 2022. Yes, we did all our pot jokes on the regular (laughs) Sports Frenzy Edition. The weekend edition will hit Saturday morning the 23rd. Hopefully you have not bought tickets to go see Bon Jovi.
1: On the North American Tour 2022. Only a few weeks left. Wow.
0: Dave and I, along with Mrs. C, went to go see Bon Jovi last night, the 19th of April, at the Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, The sound was
1: awful. The set list was abysmal. Let's tackle the sound first. The songs, for the most part, even them playing, were almost unrecognizable. There was so much bass reverb. It was pathetic. And then you get to the vocals which you couldn't understand anything coming out of Bon Jovi's mouth. The lyrics you you didn't if you didn't know where he was within the songs. I mean it was just horrible. The sound guys were worthless for this particular show. Yeah, and
0: this happens. We see so many shows. We see a dozen shows a year
1: on Usually, average 10
0: to 12 10 to 12 and this will happen maybe once a year doesn't yeah. matter if it's a big venue small venue
1: you're but gonna we- get a bad sound night but this was the worst sound night that we've had ever ever
0: yeah and it did not help there were other factors involved i will say that they were yeah. john bon jovi I lost so much respect for him and his band last night. I will tell you this. I have bitched and I've pissed and I've moaned and I've complained about some of the bands that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, bands like The Pretenders. I, right now, am embarrassed that Bon Jovi is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame after that show. That, that band does not deserve to be even close to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, again, I have an idealized version of what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should be. But as much as I hate Eric Clapton, Bob Dylan, Neil <laughs> Young, people you and I agree that suck ass, we understand the legacy of what they've done. We can dislike them and their music, but we understand what they... We can say we get the Beatles, we're not sycophants. No. But they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I I won't go there
1: with Clapton, I can't. (laughs) I can't, sorry, nope, not going to do it. I, I cannot, after
0: watching that performance last night from Bon Jovi, I could find you 30 bands. That are so much better. That should be be This knocked them down, in my estimation, in my rock and roll rankings, knocked them down. I mean,
1: dozens and dozens
0: and dozens of slots.
1: And I... I, John cannot sing anymore. No, absolutely not. And I think that's part of the reason why the sound was so bad. Was probably deliberate. But at the same time, I'm, I'm fine with the vocals if he's that, if he can't sing. Listening to him talk was painful enough. But the music part where you garbled the music so badly and had the deep bass reverb coming through, that was unacceptable. And now I'm
0: starting to wonder if Richie Sambora, and I know he's got substance abuse issues, and that's what they said, basically led to him getting knocked out of, getting booted out of Bon Jovi. But now I'm beginning to wonder if there are other things going on where he finally said, I can't do this anymore. This is not what we, we set out to do back in the 80s. Yeah. This is not the same band. No. No,
1: not even close.
0: <sighs> 21 songs just over 2 hours last night.
1: And they left some major hits out. I have talked about in the past the
0: arrogance of of performers like John Mellencamp who I love, I love John Mellencamp. I still refer to him as John Cougar Mellencamp for the whole thing where I don't play Jack and Diane anymore because that's beyond me now. I'm too good for that now. That's what made you. Those of you who know the 80s version of Bon Jovi, the one of the bands, it was never my favorite band. In the 80s. I was always a guy who gravitated eh. to Rat, Cinderella,
1: Motley Crue. You and I were both on the same page right. there. But Bon Jovi, you We appreciated him. and liked him. Right. This
0: is a travesty to me. That they have now, I'm sure at the behest of John Bon Jovi, transformed themselves. He never wanted to
1: be considered a hair band.
0: Right. So, those of us who grew up with the two big hit albums, Slippery When Wet and New Jersey, well, here's what you got, kids. Again, 21 songs. You got five songs off of his last album that came out right before the pandemic hit, 2020. That's the name of the, the album, Yeah, 2020. We get five songs off of that, which, to my Humble knowledge nobody gives a rat's ass about.
1: Yeah, they were not a great album by any means.
0: So we get five songs off of that. Combined, combined, Slippery When Wet, New Jersey, five Five. songs. Are you fucking kidding me? Now I'm going to get mad. Now, we, here we go. This this is where we get pissed Dave off. Dave and I and Mrs. C, this is where we always go to concerts we have fun. We're speculating, guessing. What's the opening song going to be? What are they going to start with? We're thinking. Dave and I have, Mrs. C had a great choice. Dave yep.
1: and I were similar in our choice. We thought, the maestro and I thought, let it rock. To open the show. What better way to get things going? Mrs. C. Lay Your Hands on Me. Would have been
0: phenomenal. Again, the opening tracks from those two fantastic, massive hit albums from the 80s, New Jersey, and Slippery When Wet. He opens with Limitless from this 2020 album Crap Fest. And if you have not seen the album cover, <clears throat> be forewarned. You can tell with John Bon Jovi with his very serious look
1: he's got the thinker pose going on he thinks
0: he he, he's he's trying to solve the world's problems when you look at this picture he is so proud and I don't know if I was him and I had all the money in the world and I was so proud of this album fine but again
1: it's it's not not what we want
0: there's there's stuff on here on this set list that drives me insane they ignored, by the way, Bon Jovi ignored their first two albums completely. Entirely. completely. No Runaway, no In and Out of Love, no She Don't Know Me, nothing. Not the big three that put them on the map. The first two albums, comp- and again, this is the whole it's again, beyond John me. Cougar Mellencamp. Yes. I am mature now. I've grown up now. I don't do the rock and roll, you know, high school stuff anymore. Uh, Here, what is the purpose of rock and roll? The purpose of rock and roll is to keep us young. The purpose of rock and roll is to make us feel young. When we hear that song on the radio. It takes us back to our youth. I don't want grumpy-ass John Mellencamp, who doesn't want to play, Jack and Diane, and I sure as hell don't want a John Bon Jovi who can't sing skipping out on all these great songs, these anthems from our youth because he wants to play borderline country stuff or oh. stuff that has
1: more quote-unquote meaning. Not what we wanted. So, Limitless started the night. Eh. Then you get the radio saved my life tonight, which is only available on their box set. Yeah, N- I didn't. I liked the song. I was okay with that one.
0: Here's the problem with third the third song in biggest hit, one of their biggest hits. When they started singing it, it sounded like five six guys out of tune completely. Yeah. The no no, bad, bad name, name. You
1: give oh, love the bad, bad name. name It was pathetic It was bad I was I literally I could feel cringed. the energy I could feel the
0: energy Suck out, In out the of the field arena. House,
1: everybody just kinda went
0: What, what the fuck? fuck? That's not the Bon Jovi energy we wanted Ugh and basically that's how the entire night went. Every four or five songs they'd slip in a hit.
1: Yeah, but I mean, come on, we weren't born to follow. Who wants to hear that? Who wants to hear that? And who? Then, and then you had your, your dedication to the people of the Ukraine with It's yeah. My Life. That's fine. Yeah. I don't Decent have a song. With that. I like that one. I expected that one. Then Six, Beautiful Drug, again off 2020. Why? Because he's proud of the album. And then you finally get one off of New Jersey, Born to Be My Baby. Which is, to me, one of the weaker hits they ever had. Yeah, that, that would have been considered a bathroom song. So, there you go.
0: Yeah, and then This House is Not for Sale the next song it's okay i remember i liked that album when it came out i listened to it but it's not like one of those ones that's still in rotation for me yeah i haven't listened to it in years yeah no and then
1: off a of crush just older again, another song another again. one that why why
0: the crowd was older okay yeah but
1: come on
0: no, no, this is what I'm saying. The crowd was older. They skewed towards 60-year-old people, people a lot older than us, yeah. Mid, mid-60s. You know, 10, 15 years older than us. And they're still playing this stuff from the last 10, 15 years, where you know goddamn well everybody's waiting for stuff off of Slippery and Wet New in Jersey. New Jersey.
1: Hell, going back to the first two.
0: Right. I still cannot believe we got nothing off the first two albums
1: absolutely pathetic then again you hit 2020 again with let it rain yeah yeah now then
0: finally 11 songs in you got the one that finally got me going a little bit Keep yeah. the faith one of my favorite bon jovi songs they yeah, did thought, it okay it they was it okay, okay job it. but you end, thought,
1: all right, maybe, maybe we're going to get going. They did
0: an extended little instrumental at the end to give John a break because, you know, His the, vocal chords, yeah, the vocal cords were already shot.
1: Yeah. But then you thought just when it was going to get going again, they that's go back. That's where I expected
0: it, yeah. You that's go back to it.
1: 2020 with American Reckoning. Blah. Yeah, that's the point. We're that was where I was ready to I was bail. thinking,
0: I, No, I was thinking, no, well, keep the faith. Keep the faith. When they did that, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be hits for the next hour. No. Well, we're not getting crap in any.
1: No. Again, right back to back. the crap fest. To American Reckoning. Whole lot of leaving off a of loss. Then you go back to 2020 again with do what you can. Then off of faith i'll sleep when i'm dead
0: yeah keep the faith i'll sleep when i'm dead is a okay song it's all right and then you follow
1: that up with lost highway really and then have a nice day again okay okay
0: i would have been fine with some of these songs if you had had four
1: or five more recognizable hits just wait so then you hit number eighteen right before the encore. They we're end up with at the time living... we didn't know. Right, we were figuring. Okay, we got All right, tons we hit more living songs on to a go. prayer, and then it's after living on a prayer. Good goodnight. night. Like we're at an hour and forty-five at this point, and we're like, seriously, and we're sitting
0: there going, "There's ten or twelve more songs you guys should be playing." Yeah, and especially. You should have substituted some of them for some of this other crap you've already played. Yeah. So we
1: gotta wait through all the bullshit, and then they finally and come people out. People are leaving. People, people are have leaving. Been leaving throughout. the last half an hour through this. Oh, they've been—they were leaving an hour in. Right. That's that's how bad the sound was and how bad the set list was. But then they come out and they go into Wanted Dead or Alive. Fine. Great. Waiting for that one of the ones we were waiting for, right? And then he pulls out. Who says you can't you go? Know, I home? told
0: you he was going to have to play that. The though. fucking you know bullshit
1: that. country crap.
0: That I, but no, I I knew that was coming. That's the one song that has sustained his career over the last twenty years. It sucked.
1: I and don't like it, but I knew it was coming. Yeah. So I was, and then the last song of the night bad medicine which we knew would going to be was going to be the last song of that night would be an unbelievable travesty if you didn't play that yeah but i'm sorry you didn't get Runaway. you didn't get let it rock you played wanted dead or alive you had the perfect opportunity where to go the go hell back was blades of glory you had the perfect opportunity to go back to back blades of glory wanted dead or alive
0: That's missed the the freaking boat. That is the one song. I mean, I can't even say one song because Runaway. We didn't even get
1: Lay Your Hands on Me. Runaway. I mean, my God. How do you not
0: play Runaway? I don't care if it was in your early days. and It's immature and it doesn't have any relevant social relevance. Who cares? And Blaze of Glory. How the hell do you not, like Dave said, go back to back, Blaze of Glory and want it dead or alive? Just stay out there with the acoustic guitar and just do give it. it
1: back to Jesus back.
0: God. Young guns, young it's guns. It's not that hard. Say. It's not that fucking hard to figure it out. It would have
1: been killer. It was a disappointing concert, completely. One of the most
0: disappointing big name acts as a headliner we have ever seen, if not the the most disappointing in thirty. Thirty-five you
1: know, years of going we, to see we concerts. We talked about it. We thought cheap trick. Cheap possibly. trick when we saw them in the first time, and they gave us an hour fifteen. Right, and they and it was no a phoned-in
0: show. No energy seemed like
1: a money grab. Yeah, but at least the sound was good, and we got the songs we wanted. No, we didn't. No, we well, didn't. not all no, of we them. Didn't. No, no, not completely. All right, I would have. To, oh God, this is. This is one A one B for the worst. I agree, I agree. One A one B for the worst. You're giving, a, cheap, trick. You're giving worst. cheap
0: trick more credit in some levels
1: for some better sound.
0: But yeah, but it their was set still, list was just as bad. And yeah, how they skipped a lot of the stuff we wanted to hear. They cut At it too short. Bon Jovi put forth a little more energy. He did. Then he was tripped. bouncing around. It he, wasn't. It didn't come off as a money grab. No, it he just was came there, off engaged, as an inept, complete and total clusterfuck in execution. Yeah. Is what it came off as. No, I'm not complaining about two hours and ten minutes. The set list was awful, though. There, this was, sound, arrogance. This there was, was arrogance. There was
1: arrogance on the set Him list,
0: saying to his band, "This is the set list we're going to put out there because we don't give a fuck." what the people want to hear. I care about what I want to play. That's the shit I don't like from people like him, like John Cougar, Springsteen does this, all nope. the guys that we talk about, Morning, Noon, and Night, Neil Young, the arrogant, Assholes. you will deal with me, Bob Dylan. You will deal with what I give you, and you will love it,
1: because I am a god. Yeah. I am a no. rock god. You are not. This was awful i want a fucking refund i don't even know one frenzy one frenzy for the for at least trying to put some energy out out there and the 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 stage setup was cool yeah the
0: stage setup was, it was pretty cool. cool they had the screens and, they had these metal towers that looking would like
1: of, radio towers that, that would, would contract come up. and yeah and move around one just for that but the rest was a shit show yeah this was
0: uh, kids we cannot express to you how disappointing this was we were looking
1: forward to this this was circled oh my god so bad yep so disappointing on many levels <sighs> and early on he got the crowd standing but two songs after that, everybody was sitting again. I don't think there was more energy
0: from other people than us because we are discerning rock and roll fans. We have been there, done, done that. that. We have seen it all. And you, but, you have to it. But I could it, tell, but... like you said, even from the younger crowd, the other people who are a little more, I don't want to say gullible, but I will, and they'll just take what, what they're given. Yeah. And won't evaluate it as critically as we will. They still seem like the energy level just it's went whoop 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 after about twenty minutes of this. The
1: only ones who were really going were those on the floor, right up front at the stage. But you had to do that yeah. because you're there. And then everybody on the floor was standing because you had to stand if you wanted to see anything. But everybody in the bowl around, most everybody sat the whole time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's like it, it, you pay $5,000 for a hooker and you get a pat yeah. on the cheek. And you yeah, you're just like
1: that's it? That's all I get? I could have got that for 50. <laughs> yeah, just oh god, it was it was bad. So bad. All <sighs> right. Let's move
0: on to more crap. Let's move on to the Pink Floyd Ukraine. I want to save Jack White for segment two. Yeah, we d- we need a little more time that. for that.
1: So, but hey, hey, rise up! Pink Floyd's collaboration with Ukrainian singer Andre Kolienyk. Bless you from Boombox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andre left his band to serve the Ukrainian army. And this is completely sung in his language. Which I think had a lot going for it, since we didn't actually have to listen to anybody singing from Pink Floyd. But at the same time, it was it was Pink Floyd crap, musically. It's...
0: It's hard to criticize the song because of the the good intentions and the heart behind it.
1: So I'm not disparaging, I don't know the lyrics. We are criticizing or praising it based
0: on the music and music alone. Not the fact, the cause behind it, nobody is going to say, outside of Vladimir Putin, yeah. nobody's going to say this is not a worthy cause. But yeah, I... Number one, it's not a Pink Floyd song. No, it's not. I'm sorry. You bring in the Ukrainian singer. It's... It, the only part of this that makes it a Pink Floyd song is the middle minute, minute and a half where David Gilmour plays play the, the guitar. That was Pink the part Floyd I moment. liked. I did like the minute in the middle with his... Surprisingly, I, yes. I do like... David Gilmore is a great guitarist, underrated, undervalued, because he's had to put up with Roger Waters' egotistical shit
1: forever for
0: five decades. But outside of that, it's just not.
1: It's not. I don't know what it is.
0: I'm sorry. I don't want to hear a song in Ukraine. I don't know what the language is. Ukraine? Ukrainian? I don't. It doesn't do anything for me. Hell, as much as I love 99 (laughs) Balloons," I liked it better when they sang it in English instead of German. I just prefer my music in my language that I can understand and enjoy. But beyond that, like Dave said, this is Pink Floyd, so already I'm like, shit. It's
1: it's behind the eight ball.
0: (laughs) But without Roger Waters... And his ego pushing it and getting a pure, solid, one-minute, really good David Gilmore guitar solo, that salvages it from the dung heap to a point. I'll give to it one. Point. I'll give it one.
1: I was going to go two just for the, the thought behind it. You're a better person. Again, I'm not judging it based on the thought behind it. I'm giving
0: it Musically, an extra
1: one. Musically, it's a one.
0: That's I. I don't do the the whole, you know, heartfelt. I walked behind, walked past how many homeless people last night in downtown Indy, and I didn't give them a dollar. If I actually had a heart, I would have. <laughs> so I give it I a one. I you have a heart. I you give it a hate two.
1: Hate it as much as you did.
0: I love David Gilmore's guitar work, but that doesn't make it a song. And the rest of it was, I'm sorry, know. in terms of music, crap. I'm not judging the purpose, the cause behind it. I'm no, just but saying, musically,
1: I... it was not a solid, it was not there.
0: All right. Coming back from the break, we will talk more guitar. We will talk. About the Guitar Wizard, Jack White's new album. Yep, Fear of the Dawn. First of two albums he's got coming out this year. So, stay with us. We we'll will be, be right back. back. Hello, this is Will Smith. You might know me as the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You might also know me from Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2, and Bad Boys 4 Life. And now, you must also know me as an Academy Award-winning actor for King Richard. Also, by now, you know there are two things I do not like people talking about in my presence. Namely, my open marriage and my wife's lack of hair. Well, now, there is a third thing you do not talk about in front of Will Smith. You do not talk about Sports Frenzy 2.0 my boys Kevin Dave will slap the sports world in Hollywood each and every week on Sports Frenzy 2.0 and the Weekend Edition on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher. Just remember, keep Sports Frenzy's name out your damn mouth.
1: Welcome back to segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. And we're continuing with our music reviews. Because it just took so goddamn long to rip on fucking Bon Jovi for their awful concert. No charisma on stage. But we have Jack White's album, Fear of the Dawn. 12 song album here. We've given you some reviews of a few singles here and there. So we will begin. First one, we've talked about Taking Me Back. Solid song that we both enjoyed. Then it runs into Fear of the Dawn. Another one we reviewed before. Yep, another one that we enjoyed. Yep. Solid start to this album. The White Raven at number three. I'm again going to say I enjoyed this one. I'm three for three on the start. I'm digging it. I'm grooving along. And then we hit the Heidi ho with Q-tip that we talked about. It kind of takes that little down dip, even though the more you listen to it, you kind of like it a little bit more. I was going to say, I thought you liked Heidi I do, but you get the groove of where you're going with the first three, and then it feels like a hiccup. It doesn't fit with the flow. It doesn't fit the flow. Okay. You got the hiccup there. Okay. Eosophobia comes in next. To me, this felt like a schizophrenic song, the instrumental that it was did not get into this one well it's not
0: instrumental
1: well no but but most it just no it didn't do anything for me keep going i want to i want (laughs) dave i'm going to let dave review this whole
0: album and i will jump in because we try to do this
1: yeah so that one or
0: the other of us takes the lead and the other one jumps in with here and there surprise where they either say we agree
1: Or disagree later on. Following up into the Twilight, this is another one that did not do it for me. We're in a downward spiral here at this point for me. Then you do get a 30-second instrumental with Dusk, which is okay. I would have liked a little bit more depth to this one to see where he would have gone with it. And then you kind of hit the what's the trick again the downward spiral for me continues this little rage against the machine wannabe song but then it picks back up with that was then this is now redemption comes in here for me with this one you get the isophobia reprise further kind of continuing i kind of like the reprise a little bit better then it goes solid again with morning noon and night this one kind of had a little psychedelic feel when it started i could envision the old spider-man cartoon with the psychedelic thing with him swinging by the webs under the city (laughs)
0: That's a very cool take. I like that. So, but
1: I really liked that one. And then shedding my velvet was okay. It didn't blow me out of the water, but it wasn't horrible. So, what really? I'm going three, actually, overall. Son of a bitch. Really? Three? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What was there that I liked, I really freaking liked. Okay.
0: I'll start off with overall. I go two and a half, um, but again, I know more about Jack White than Dave does, so maybe this is a- My standards are higher for him. It's an interesting album. It's a very interesting album, um, and his guitar work on this is fantastic. Oh, it's phenomenal. I thought it had too many, uh, too many bells and whistles. There was a lot of a, that. Too much, I'm trying to be clever, I'm trying to be cute, sampling, you know, goofy stuff in there. It's not just straight on structured rock and roll songs. First two songs, I agree completely. Of course, again, we reviewed those. Taking Me Back, Fear of the Dawn, very good. I think you liked the White Raven more than I did. That was, to me, the weakest song on the album. I liked Heidi Ho more than you did
1: right from the beginning you liked it more than i did
0: um i think it's very catchy it
1: does like i said it grows on
0: you what i've noticed about these songs listening i listened to it before we started taping a couple times today these most of these don't feel like songs they feel like ideas that were never fully formed you got a hook You got maybe a minute of a really good guitar riff or guitar solo and then he goes oh look a squirrel exactly (laughs) great great way to look at it dave that's how i feel about jack white a lot of the times is he can't focus and i've said this about him about sting about a lot of these guys who go solo and they need the structure of a
1: band to keep them focused on the final project
0: that's why i will always defer to jack white's work with the white stripes or with the raconteurs he is so much better with that somebody else even with meg white on drums somehow that keeps him in check i did not really like Yosophobia that much now into the twilight was interesting again not a full song to me, it was not a full structured song, but you know who I thought of when I heard it the first time: Madonna. <laughs> you know,
1: that's I knew there was when I something heard that poppy into in the the Twilight. There. Yeah, that, I was that like, "God, that little... sounds like Madonna." Yeah, it had that poppy crap.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now it's catchy, but it's not a fully formed idea to me. So i can't really enjoy it yeah yeah the dusk little interlude 30 seconds i don't even i can't even count that for anything yeah here's another point where we are going to go farther apart i thought what's the trick was the best song on the album really yes
1: holy shit! yes I thought What's the Trick was fantastic. Did not like it. To me, it was too much Rage Against the Machine. I didn't See, I don't get the rage thing, th- that analogy. It I just felt that. like that to me.
0: Nope. To me, this is right up there with the first two songs. Ugh.
1: Yep, we will definitely disagree yep. on that one.
0: Uh, that was then, this is now. I did like it to a point, but I think you liked it a lot more than I did. Um and then the reprise. I can't stand when they... this is another arrogance. Yeah. On our... I have to do a reprise. I have to revisit yes, the song. because you did...
1: screwed it up the first and time. There are many
0: bands that I love that have done this. Kansas does this all the time. Uh, yeah. I... It's just a little too arrogant for me. And it just seems like you're trying to fill out an album. I'm going to revisit a song I did earlier and just tweak a couple things.
1: That's just a cop out
0: yeah just put it in the original song and let it go i think we do agree morning noon and night one of the strongest songs on the album yes and you know why that is a song that reminds me the most of the white stripes that has the exact feel to that me has the of the, the old beat. white stripes song yes. yeah yeah a little more fun a little less pretentious yeah The final track, Shedding My Velvet, is the one song where I have been having problems in terms of judging it, because the more I listen to it, the better it gets. So I started off thinking it was okay, and the last time I listened to Fear of the Dawn, I was like, this isn't too bad. This is actually pretty good. But I'm shocked beyond belief that you like
1: this more than me. What I liked, I really liked, yep. and that's and I don't like a lot of Jack White stuff. I'm yep. very picky on what I enjoy of his, and this gave me more than I had expected. I think that's why I gave it a higher is because exceed it exceeded my expectations,
0: and it pretty much met mine, but didn't exceed them. Um, I I have to say. It's worth listening
1: to, start. Oh, to I, I,
0: I will listen to it again. I'm not. I'm. Not, this is not one of those albums where. It's a one and done, right? Usually, that two to two and a half cut off, kicks in. Yeah. If a two, I'll never listen to it again. Two and a half, that means there's something. There's some redeeming. stuff in there
1: that I'm gonna keep listening to it.
0: Yep. We will be very curious to see what the next how the the album coming out in July, the second of his two new albums will sound like (sighs) my understanding is the second album is more guitar
1: oriented So if he's not screwing around and sticks with what he does best, then we will be in good shape yep don't do this experimental crap. Yeah. A little less synthesizer. Well,
0: and of course the thing is now. Hopefully that album's done. And it's already in the can. and They're just getting ready to print and release because now that he got married, right? You know, it's all downhill. <laughs> He's it's all over. The, all, it's all, the all the songs over. are going to be
1: about love. Oh my god! Until all it right. until it tanks, and then it'll be the woe is me life sucks he will turn into the Michael Bull
0: <laughs> <laughs> of the uh, the 2000s.-huh right we are very light this week on movie reviews um but I have got a one one big review but I have to be vague.
1: Yep, because it's on my watch list for this weekend. So we're going to do
0: kind of the opposite of what we did with Spider-Man No Way Home, where Dave got to see it before I did. He reviewed it. Purposefully vague. Yep. So I have watched The Batman, which debuted this week on HBO Max. And I'm going to give you a bare bones review, and then, of course, once Dave watches it, we will delve into the weeds and get, get all down the and nasty, dirty with stuff out of there. But I will give you as much as I can. I loved it. My rating is very odd. I'm giving it more than I probably should. I'm going to give it three and a half frenzies. Holy crap, dude. Because of one thing they did wrong. I knock it down. But I can't knock it down that much because Robert Pattinson.
1: That's why it gets knocked down?
0: No. No, Robert Pattinson (laughs) actually is unbelievably good as Batman unbelievably good and i know dave and i talked about the fact that he had heard ahead of time from people that saw it in the theaters that pattinson is great as batman not so great as bruce wayne i concur but given the fact that it's 80 20 screen time he's mostly batman in this movie and very few scenes involve bruce wayne that's not an issue all right, yeah. Again, who's the idiot that told him that stupid haircut <laughs> made him look like the the inheritance baby of the most powerful family in Gotham City? Where's Alfred smacking him upside the head? That goddamn haircut, you bastard!
1: Buzz his ass. By
0: the way, Andy Circus great as Alfred great as Alfred and that's the thing everybody in this movie is well cast the, the whole Colin Farrell penguin thing is just mind blowing there is no way in hell if I didn't know going in that was Colin Farrell you'd never guess who I would was. never in a million years have guessed that was Colin now that's setting things up for later we've talked about this HBO Max has already said they're going to do a Penguin series. So the Penguin doesn't play an integral part in the movie. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman.
1: Uh, We know how you feel about her. That's a
0: sexy, sexy woman right there. (laughs) Oh my god, I love her. And she's fantastic as Catwoman. Does a great great job. And that's been a showy role over the years with now Anne Hathaway had to be the worst.
1: Yeah, she was bad. The worst. There was Michelle there was,
0: Pfeiffer did a really good job. But yep. but I think Zoe might be the best. She, yeah, Anne
1: Hathaway had no she did not have that sex appeal to the character. Right. That you had going all the way back to The 60s TV show with Julie Newmar and Lee Lee Merriweather. Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Yep. The sex appeal of Catwoman. There was always that connection. Yeah. Between Batman and
0: Catwoman. And they keep that in this movie alive. I can't wait for you to watch this. Because, again, like with Spider-Man, we'll open the dialogue up. Yeah. Couple other things though I got to bring up.
1: No, no, you know I'm not spoiling. (laughs) I I am not spoiling anything
0: for you. Uh, I do want to say this though, because I know you would want to know this. We don't like origin stories. We've seen them all. We've seen them all. We 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 know how Spider-Man came to be. We know how Superman, the Batman happens two years after he has already established himself thank
1: god there is
0: this is not an origin story god this jumps this is so similar in in tone to what christopher nolan was doing with his christian bale batman movies it's really hard to almost pull it out away from that but again you have to because He's reinventing all the characters, but this is not the origin of Batman. We're not going back there. Thank God. Batman I mean is... when they
1: keep redoing that every freaking time you change the actor. Yeah.
0: So you get another appeal of this movie is you jump right into the action. He's already Batman. We don't have to deal with the whole, you know, childhood trauma getting thrown in a well, crap. Uh... So that works really well, even though this is three hours still without that. And again, that's why it feels like somewhat of an extension of the Christopher Nolan movies. It's long, very character-driven, but for the most part, everybody is phenomenal. Everybody's well cast. Everybody does their part, does it well. I don't like the Riddler, though. That was the reason I knocked it down. I will not comment anymore on that until you see it. All right, you and I will have to have a discussion about the Riddler.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: All right, kids. That being said, we're going to wrap up segment two, we're going to touch a little bit on TV and streaming in segment three. Little we bit there, some dumbasses do have dumbasses. One very significant moment of silence for me. Yeah, it's it's
1: it's yeah,
0: so hang on, stay tuned.
1: We shall return. Yep, smoke a bowl, Roll. too late, <laughs> do your post 420 celebration, <laughs> kids. Oh, I forgot. Although if it. you do that, you do it anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're just doing it on 420. So. <laughs> Are you having trouble falling asleep behind the wheel of your expensive SUV? Are you finding difficulty in avoiding golf clubs thrown at you by your angry wife as you pull out of the driveway sign up today for the tiger woods driving school sponsored by sports frenzy 2.0 we'll show you how to text ladies of the night while still driving effectively in the wee hours of the morning we'll also teach you how to ditch a suspicious backpack when you end up driving into a ditch check out sports frenzy 2.0 on spotify google Radio Public, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, for updates on our latest classes, including how to curse and swear in front of uptight golf fans and their children and still be adored by millions. The Tiger Woods Driving School. It's great! All right, kids, time to wrap up the weekend edition here, taping on the 20th of April, 2022. This will hit Saturday morning, April the 23rd, just in time to get you through your weekend. As always, we try to tell you what to listen to, what to watch.
1: Yep. And you can find us anywhere where you get your podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple. Overcast cast box and stitcher. Stitcher. Sorry, I was late on that. Um, <laughs> that's what she said.
0: <laughs> David, god damn it, personal issues. You're not supposed to bring those up, but of course, since this is like being taped on weed day, what would you expect? I think our last segment should be a little bit of a potpourri. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah. So we're going to cover pretty much anything and everything that we forgot to talk about or little tidbits and nuggets yep. we've got left on the table.
1: And as always, he's the maestro Kevin Crane.
0: And he's a conquistador Dave Height. couple of uh, music things we did not get to talk about because we were so wrapped up in Destroying Bon Jovi's Reputation. And our interesting reviews of Jack White. Yep. That uh, we forgot, of course, news about the great and glorious Van Halen. Interesting. Interesting. Been waiting on this for so long. And the fact that this news finally broke last week and there have been threads and offshoots coming. Yep. The fact that, yes, Alex Van Halen is finally starting to contemplate think about putting together
1: the tribute tour.
0: Yes. Jason Newstead broke the trust. He was the first Ugh. one who came out. He was not supposed to mention anything about this, but supposedly 6 months ago, Alex Van Halen approached him and Joe Satriani of course of Chickenfoot. Yep and said, let's get together, let's jam, let's start putting this together. Let's see
1: if this is something that we can do.
0: And of course, Newstead says, I don't want a part of this, not because I don't respect you or thank you for the invite, but I don't think we can do justice to the legacy.
1: Yeah, I don't want it to be a money grab, is what he said.
0: So then a couple of days pass, everybody's like, was this true? Everybody's freaking out. Satriani has to come in, swoop in, calm, calm the, frenzy, the waters. Say, number one, he wasn't supposed to talk about it. <laughs> but yes, we have talked well, about it. Roll one
1: of Van Halen Tributes. you don't talk <laughs> about Van Halen tribute.
0: But Satriani comes in, calming influence that he is, says, yes, we did talk about it. It's not dead. Yes, I did talk to Al and David Lee Roth, because, of course, that was the first piece in Jason Newstead's nugget that was missing was who's the lead singer going to be. Right. So Satriani comes in and says it was going to be Roth, Alex, me, Newstead. Which I would have been
1: gone. awesome
0: with. I, As a Van Halen fanatic, I would have said, fine, do it right now. Do it.
1: Put Sign me up. Get me a freaking ticket right now. It is
0: not any slight on the legacy. No, not at all. Hell, I would have been okay if they'd probably gone, just said Van Halen. Then, David Lee Roth comes in. <laughs> and he says yeah yeah we were talking we were talking about but now it. he's saying we were talking about bringing other people in or he was speculating i, I don't know if i could sing everything i don't we know we need if we'd a have different to a break. vocalist he was talking tommy lee coming in to spot alex he was talking about pink coming in and <laughs> singing for him the one name that never came up, though he he did bring Mikey up.
1: Yep, brought Mikey up,
0: but he never mentioned Sammy. No, they must still hate each
1: other with a passion. It is what it is. Now, if if you wanted to do it right, Alex should really reach out to Mikey.
0: Well, Dave did. Dave yeah. said Mikey and Newstead would have been the two. Yeah that we would have had, but I wonder what kind of bridges were really burned.
1: Yeah. When Sammy
0: bad took Mikey after the failed Van Halen three album. Yeah. The thing is Alex Van Halen is an enigma wrapped in a riddle wrapped in the conundrum nobody knows what he's thinking and in the end he is the he I think, always i would assume
1: to eddie I, I would
0: assume that they reached out to wolfie and wolfie told them i got mammoth you guys do what you want to do yeah I trust, I trust wolfie has
1: said my uncle i'm good with you doing this right i'm assuming that i am assuming that well there was a quote they the article i read had said that Wolfgang had signed off on a tribute if the right people were involved with it right
0: and of course he's doing great so I, I, I would think that he's just saying I'm gonna do my, I got my th- thing I Uncle Al you do what you got to do with Van Halen yep I'm hoping they pull this together but as always with Van Halen, everything is so you fucking good. You never complicated. know. Yeah.
1: You never
0: know. But on a fun note with Van Halen, kudos to the Ohio State, not marching band, athletic, athletic band, band for their halftime tribute at the Ohio State
1: Buckeyes spring football game. God, that that was beautifully done. Four songs. Four songs. And they formed choreographed up, beautifully. Formed up the logo on the uh, field. God. It was beautiful. It's a sight to behold. Look it up, kids. Yeah, check out the videos. And then when they form a car going off during Panama. Ah. <laughs> uh,
0: the Van Halen so Legacy endures, kids.
1: It lives on as it should.
0: All right, moving on to TV and streaming. Of course, Dave and I try to watch as many TV shows, streaming shows as we can together. I have recommended yep. Killing It, so Dave checked out episode one. Episode
1: one with Craig Robinson. bank guard. Wanting to be a business entrepreneur. Starting to get a career as a snake hunter in Florida. <laughs> God, this was great.
0: Yeah, now I am
1: foreign. I'm
0: halfway through so the eight will episode have season.
1: I to play catch up here over the next week to see if we can get season one knocked out. Two it things. will be a challenge.
0: I will only say two things. The Australian woman who ends up being his partner is unbelievably charismatic. She's just...
1: Oh, God. She just sucks you in. Yeah. (laughs) She's so naive. And so outgoing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just fantastic. It's just
1: fantastic. Yep. And... What was it? Damn it! This is supposed to be an uplifting story.
0: <laughs> yeah, the other thing I was going to say was, be careful who you rent your apartment to. <laughs> this is yes. not a show for kids.
1: <laughs> no, no, it is not. This this is straight up mature audiences only. Which question begs the question, why are we watching it? <laughs> Holy mother of God. Yeah, there's a couple there's, of scenes in there where... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, no, it's enjoyable. It's on Peacock. Good stuff. I got into, through the second episode of Tokyo Vice on HBO Max. The I thought the first one started a little slow. Definitely got more into it with the second.
0: And I'm through three. Now, again, I think right now they're through, they've released five. It takes a little bit to stick with it because, number one, you have to deal with a lot of subtitles. Yes. Um, But I think it's a nice slow burn kind of series where the plot
1: builds really well. Yeah. Yeah they're laying the groundwork with what's going on there's a lot going on building up to where it's gonna go
0: now, i do have to point out one thing that i find it funny that you like the second episode better than the first the first episode was the one i was looking forward to because that was the one directed by michael Mann. <laughs> yeah I know, Go and I figure. was like looking for all the nuances and all the <laughs> you know the the cool shots like Miami Vice back in the day. Um, and that's what sucked me into the series overall, right. But I understand where you're coming from is that once they get over that, it's kind of like the whole showy flashy, oh, look who we've got doing episode one. Yeah, and then they finally can settle in. And with the the writers, the boom. directors, they're going to have doing the rest of the series. Yeah, and the pressure's off, so I kind of get where you're, go- you're coming from, where the the story, they, they the suck actors you in, down. With man, right?
1: Trying to get you into it, right? And then they settle into what they want to do, right? Yeah.
0: Now I watched the first two episodes of Outer Range which debuted last Friday on Amazon Prime. This
1: is freaky. (laughs) This is on my watch list. Because my boys and I, we are now two episodes into season two of The Boys, and we've been watching the previews for Outer Range, and that is one that we have been discussing getting into.
0: I have described this to Dave as a combination, a melding of Yellowstone and the X-Files. And I don't know if I can get any better than that because <laughs> you've got the family drama, the the western, the modern western ranching stuff that you get from Yellowstone, the family dynamics, And then you've got this weird ass sci-fi stuff going on (laughs) on
1: on the ranch,
0: right? With mysterious characters and mysterious things going on. And they're trying to reconcile these two really disparate plot points. And so far it's working really well. Now this is going to be one of those shows where if they don't have this written well, in terms of, I hope they've got it all figured out and done. Th- this this almost seems they to be could one- really botch this, or it
1: could be phenomenal. Yeah, it had. They have to have the whole series mapped out, beginning to end. They can't have one season in the can, and then try and go week to week, like so many of these try to do. Yeah,
0: this has got to have some kind of an endpoint. It has got to because I don't see how you can continue this past eight or 10 episodes. I really don't at this point. And if you do, I it's going to be a tightrope act hmm. to make this work. We'll see, but I love uh, Josh Brolin is one of my favorite actors. He's so cool. So him being in a show like this, kind of keeps me involved
1: nice yeah he's he's the one one of the main points where i'm like wanting to watch the preview i'm like oh brolin's in this all right let's see what this instead of skipping through he's awesome there are a couple there's two characters
0: (laughs) at two different points within the first two episodes that have these speech speeches i guess monologuing yeah monologues great where the camera kind of like is out there and kind of pans in on them as they talk for about a minute straight, but it's mesmerizing. He does one at the, the family dinner table. That's just one of the greatest. I'm not, I am not overselling (laughs) this. One of the greatest monologues ever. That's got a lot to live up to. I'm telling you, it is up there. It is up there. You want to give me The Godfather? You want to give it? It is fucking phenomenal.
1: All right. I look forward to it.
0: That is a mysterious camper, you know, who stays on their property, who's got some (laughs) kind of a a weird connection to what's going on. So, like I said, Yellowstone, X-Files, mash them together
1: and you get Outer Range. Yep. All right. There we go.
0: You and I talked about the fact that we like to blend the worlds of books and television, books and movies together. Um, John Hillerman, you know, passed away. Unfortunately, his wife is keeping his series alive. There was a television series years ago featuring his two main characters, Lee Porn and Chi.
1: Yep. Oh, Tony Hillerman. Oh,
0: what did I say? John?
1: John what the hell did I. Oh. I don't know. But yeah, Tony Hillerman.
0: So now AMC's bringing in Lee Horn and Chi for Dark Winds, which will debut on June the 12th on AMC yep they're taking the characters back to the beginning and we talked about the fact that the lead actor who's playing the older of the two police officers is one of our favorites from longmire yep so i am looking forward to that we also talked about of course being fans of doom patrol (laughs) <laughs> that the uh, HBO Max is trying to expand the DC universe on their service. So yes. they made uh, an appearance in Doom Patrol.
1: The Dead Boy detectives are getting <laughs> their own show. I'm very intrigued by that. They have the, the actors they had to play them had a great banter and chemistry among them. I will be intrigued to see how they pull it off as a full series.
0: Do you know what I think I was thinking of when I said John Hillerman? Magnum. Who pulled Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. There you go. My the pop culture brain gets all muddled. Higgins. I was thinking from of the H-
1: original. Yeah. That's Magnum. what I was thinking of. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. The original good Magnum. The one that never should have been fucked with, Magnum.
1: The new one's not I awful. knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Oh, you piss me off when you do that. It's not awful. It's not as great as the original, but it's not You
0: awful. were always the guy that I look to as the Magnum PI fan.
1: And you're actually... I'm actually watching it.
0: Oh, my God. Sometimes, Dave. Sometimes you drive me crazy. That's my goal in life. Another thing you do that drives me crazy is you still haven't fucking caught up on Animal Kingdom. Because guess why? The final
1: season begins June the 19th. And guess what? I'm not going to be caught up with all the other shit I'm watching. I have other things I have to deal with.
0: One of the greatest shows of the past decade.
1: It's good. It's enjoyable. But I've got a lot going on. You always say that when it's a show
0: that you've got on the back burner. That just say it's not a top priority.
1: It's it, not. There's it, other things all that, you that have I prefer to, to watch, but I will get to it eventually. So am I to
0: assume that an Amazon Prime drama about Nike? Starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. That
1: is so far down <laughs> the freaking view list. I'm ashamed that these two are delving into this. I think it could be interesting. I think it could uh, be. Who gives a shit about Phil Knight trying to get Michael Jordan to wear his shoes in basketball? Whoop de freaking do. I just respect. The fact, bear with me.
0: Started with Goodwill Hunting, which is still, to my, in my humble opinion, to this day, one of the greatest movies of all time. It goes to Ben Affleck being underrated and undervalued as a director. Gone Baby Gone is phenomenal, even way above Goodwill Hunting. The intensity that. Oh, my God. Talking about our love for the movies and the books Books. tying in together. Yeah. The Dennis Lehane, Kenzie Gennaro series. And how, oh, my God. Nailed it beautifully. I could do an entire podcast just on that movie. So I will give them a break. Even we reviewed recently The Last Duel, another one of their collaborations. They always are interesting. They do well together. Dogma. They can pull it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had to slip that one in there. Well, it wasn't the backseat of a Volkswagen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was a reason why I have not been a subscriber to Netflix for the last six months. Because Elon Musk is even saying...
1: They've gone too far.
0: Quote, they're unwatchable. Quote, they have a woke mind virus. They do on a lot of stuff. Now, will I go back to watch Stranger Things? Yeah. Yes. But this is why I have not been on Netflix for a long time, is because... There's everything checks the boxes. I will. I can find something on HBO max. Anytime I go on there, I, I go on Netflix and I just kind of go through and go, no, no, no. Elon Musk is onto something. And of course, wall street recognized it. They have lost subscribers for the first time in a decade. Well, they're also raising their rates, too. Their shares dropped 35% in the last day. Hmm. Because what they're saying is, like you mentioned, they've raised their rates. Now they're backtracking and saying we're going to do the ad stuff like HBO Max is doing
1: or like Hulu's
0: doing where we'll drop the price and put ads in. But the thing that's really screwing them is when they came out in public and said, don't share your password because we're not going to let that happen anymore.
1: Yep. That was the death knell for them.
0: Yeah. They never should have said that. Never. Because there are so many people out there that give their password to their kids who are going to college. Uh Uh-huh. Parents. Yep. who live somewhere else. What happens if you go on vacation? If yeah. you live in one city and you decide for a week to go somewhere else and halfway across watch. the country?
1: That was the whole point of this service, being able to watch it wherever you were. Yep. So this is not shocking. We could have put them in the dumbass of the week. We weeks. could have. But, but lo first, and behold... First... We have to lament the passing of another TV mom. Helen
0: Seinfeld. Just a couple weeks after we lost George Costanza's mother, we lose Jerry Seinfeld's mother. This is just wrong, wrong.
1: This is my favorite comedy of all time. And the parents of both George and Jerry are now gone. Yeah. If I had to, we'll have to
0: do an episode on best TV moms.
1: I don't think I'd
0: want either one of them as my mother. No, no. I would take Mrs. Seinfeld first because of course she's just adoring beyond belief. How could anyone not like you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) whereas
0: george's mom is just oh my god (laughs) she she, yeah another level another level of hell yes but for me that show being one of my favorites of all time rest in peace liz sheridan i love you you are one of my favorite tv moms of all time now
1: it's time for dumbass shift pump the brakes pivot pivot you turn. Ugh. Hey, Dave,
0: have you ever watched Opera in the Buff? <laughs> well, no, Pat, I haven't. Somehow oh, here on Sports God. Frenzy, it doesn't seem so bad, but the Me Too
1: movement is throwing a conniption fit. Because Pat Sajak asked... Vanna White if she watched opera in the buff after she said she was an opera buff. Duh! Of course you're going to come up with that play on words. And again, they've been together for so long. They, they're, they are close. They and their spouses hang out together. They do things together. And she says the only argument they've ever had is about what to put on a hot
0: dog. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, come on. Get
0: over yourselves, course, people. It was media, funny. Social media gets all over. Pat AJ oh, you misogynist. Oh my god.
1: It was How funny.
0: It was funny, people. Get over yourselves. It's a mild dumbass.
1: Just because he should know better. I think he's doesn't care anymore. I think you're right. Because yep. there's been a lot of comments he's made that have been a little borderline over the last Several months. Yeah. So I think he just said, F it. I don't care. What are you going to (laughs) do? For the second time in the last couple months, the Flash Ezra Miller again. Second time in a couple of weeks that he has been arrested in Hawaii. This guy is such a fucking nut job. Again, here he is asked to leave a party, gets pissed, throws a chair, and hits a woman in the head, causing a gash that she needs stitches. So he's arrested for assault. The dude needs some serious help. The problem I have with this is that if it was you or me,
0: we'd be in jail. But number one, because he's a movie star. Number two, because he's gay. I'm telling you, because he's gay, he gets preferential treatment on yep.
1: this. What was it, a $500 bond on this one? Yeah. Bullshit. The Second guy offense,
0: is, like you said, within with, a
1: couple weeks. The guy is a fucking nut job and needs to be put away for a while. Yeah. How about we stop focusing on Johnny Depp? And Amber Heard. Yeah, who cares about their shit? This guy needs some serious help. He's out there actually causing real damage to normal people. And DC
0: Warner Brothers says, we're still going forward with the Flash movie. Again,
1: anybody else. Pulled, gone, bye bye Yep. But because he is gay. Oh, we, we, oh, we got to be careful here. Yep. No, bull crap. We can't overstep our bounds. No, you're letting him overstep the bounds on everybody else. Make him pay for what he does.
0: Greta Van Fleet's lead singer, Josh Kitska. We talked about this. <clears throat> Stop apologizing, okay? 2017 video footage came out where he was wearing an Indian headdress in a concert. Now he's in trouble, paid, come basically on. paid to make it go away, donated money to an Indian foundation.
1: Just stop. Stop with it all. Was it stupid? Probably. We don't know the context. The context of why he had it never came out. Nobody cares to buy. No, why? It's a uh, overreaction, as it always like is. Like with everything on social media, Ugh, frustrating. All right, kids, that's our week. Catch you next time.